My name is Sarah, and I play the wood elf Morlande Lightglass, the presiding druid over the protected remnants of Isatalos. You're listening to Advantage. Last episode in number 038, the heroes arrived on the outskirts of Letris to find that the refugees from Isatalos and her dearth are being shunned from the city's interior. Among the dwarves' tent city, Grimton found old friends who had also fled from the oppressive rule of King Greysunder. Ulrich was joyous at finding Brabuk the half-orc, but Alaris was avoiding the eye of an old bully from the Weaver's school. And that's where we'll pick up. up as everybody's gathered around the table with the Ormains and and Ulrich's in Robic's spite. Still? Well, presumably whenever it cuts back to me, I will have exited the bathroom. I was going to say, yes. you've been in that since the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two weeks. Uh, I have notoriously And for that proof. reason, we're going to start with you. <laughs> uh, I come out, breathe a few deep, heavy sighs, and then uh, say, well, Brabuk, I, I really wish I came here for a, for a social visit, uh, but unfortunately, there's not a lot of good coming this way right now. Mm. You'll hear about all this later, and I trust you, and I trust that you'll keep this quiet and not incite panic, but the um, everybody that left and didn't come down here, they're making their way back here now, but they're doing so with the Tempest Oath. They're doing so with the goal of fighting. This is a wisdom saving throw for Brabuk. <laughs> and that is a number that I have now. You're not going to tell us, are you? Nope. Of course not. Brabuk says, well, that's terrifying. It is objectively terrifying, particularly considering how everybody is stuck out of the city. Even the dwarves, I know you aren't necessarily fans of them, but... I don't want to see them out here either. Just like, I don't know, Brabuk, take care of yourself. You're my friend, and we've made it through a lot. We made it through the burn. Let's make it through this, too. I, I... I gotta head back to the, <laughs> the group of folks who might be able to do something about it, but I'll be in touch. I love you. Take care. Take care. Don't say a word. Uh, he does a zipper across the mouth motion. As I'm walking away and I get out of earshot, I'm like... I'm going to whisper to myself, he's going to tell everybody that was a mistake. So you come up the hill back the tavern make do. Leovold and Maylan are still in conversation at the bar. Your other four party members. What about a cold what about? mint? What about a cold mint cookie? 
continuing that's, that's, conversation. That's what I, what I walk up into is what about a cold mint cookie? Yes. Is yes. it literally cold? Yeah, like... like like baked and then hopefully hopefully frozen baked and then frozen are you like yes using baked and then magic frozen to freeze this cookie because that's a lot of cookies work. are best sure warm not this particular cookie no nah, that's a festival food like frozen cookies you're not you're not like they're a little they're not my favorite thing but you know they're pretty common what you're idiots yeah. you're dumb i didn't make them you're hanging out with this lot <laughs> grinton <laughs> With these two? I promise they're good people, despite their eccentricities. False. I'm a good person as a result of my eccentricities. Eccentricities? It is eccentricities. <laughs> Briston comes back from the bar with drinks for everybody. It was very strange. I passed four others who were not dwarves waiting in line. They were just standing there, not doing anything. <laughs> just waiting. In, an, in a comedic idle position, I don't... Interesting. <laughs> I'm sure they'll get their drinks eventually. Yeah. They're probably new. <laughs> Maybe they don't know how limes work. <laughs> Am I going to help them? No. They've just grown up with buffet style their whole lives. Can I ask a random question of you of, of you fine dwarf gentlemen? I sure. suppose. How <laughs> well equipped is this camp? I mean, Herrick points at his uh, at his chest plate um, and Briston points down at his warhammer. Many of us brought arms and armor okay. but we're unable to bring the heavier things like our anvils. Mm -hmm. What kind of equipment are you talking about? I'm, I was just I was just curious in general. I, I think you've answered my question. Thank you. Well and, and surely even this far south there are bandits. Just... Who surely am I right Grimton? Grenton, laugh for laugh with us, Grenton. <laughs> like old times, Grenton. Who's Charlie? Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> upon hearing that, Grenton kind of stand. I, I guess I'm assuming they're like on stools or something. He hops up on top of his stool and raises his uh, glass full of ale, and he goes, "Hey, you lot, who's Shirley?" And then he notices that all the dwarves in her dearth raise their glass and go, Ah, Shirley! Ah, Shirley! <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and indeed, everybody, everybody turns to, uh, to your table, um, including Leovold. <laughs> and, uh, in a, like, what the hell's going on here sort of situation. Alric excitedly raises their mug. Your table is briefly the center of attention. And Alaris, give me a stealth check. Uh, three. <laughs> I got bad news for you, son. I got 99 problems and Leovold is all of them. And Leovold is all of them. By the court. What in the nine hells are you doing here, Galdream? I thought I'd gotten rid of you at graduation. Finally decided to leave your cradle, did you? Thought you'd have yourself a grand adventure. Uh, Leovold literally puts his hand on your robe and drags you over to the bar. Do you resist, or do you just kind of go with it? I just kind of go with it. He takes you over to the bar top server, who's tight-lipped and rolling her eyes. This guy was enrolled with me at the Weaver's School. He's never been a good wizard, at least not not like me. And I know for a fact that he's never learned a blade song. Alaris, you know that blade singing uh, is a 
high elf spell casting art that infuses the marshal with the arcane and you spot the sword at Leovold's hole. See, Geldrim's only half an elf. You know, I just invited to teach Malin here to learn a blade song tomorrow afternoon at the tavern that I'm staying at. Such a complicated art would be easy for a beauty like her, but I don't know if someone as ugly or tainted as you could handle it. Why don't you join us and find out, Geldrim? I think you'd be surprised what I can accomplish at this point. So I can count on seeing you there, eh? Yes. Whoosh! Side quest docked. Yep. <laughs> Rebel gesture. Well then, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Maylin. Bye, Geldrim. And Leovold drains the rest of his beer and walks away. Once he's out, Malin says, I hate him. I hate him. He comes in here while I'm trapped behind the bar and I can't escape. He's just the worst. Well, some people never change. I told him on the first day that I have boyfriends. Uh, but he misinterpreted that and now thinks that I just want to bang everybody. Uh, including him. Malin... Uh, Pijor, by the way. Uh, Alara, Skeldream. Uh, pleasure to meet your acquaintance. So you, uh, you you were in the Weavers Guild with them? Uh, that, that is true. Um, born and raised. Not in the Weaver School specifically, but in the Azure Keep. He keeps bragging about he, how he's here on some important mission with, uh, some group called the Keepers who sent him on missions. Anyway, he's just, uh, finished one on his way down here and... He's on his way to another. He's in town to pass off whatever he's got to some folks uh, at the Weaver's Guild who are, are going to take him up to... Uh, where did you say you were from? Uh, the Azure Keep. Going to take it up to the Azure Keep. He really just won't shut up about it. Yeah. <sighs> and after that, he's going to undoing to research civilization over there. God, I just want to... Just want to quit, but I can't quit. Well, hopefully he'll be on his way soon, and you won't have to deal with him anymore. At the very least, if not sooner. I, what uh, are you doing in town? What am I doing? Yeah. Uh, traveling with a, a party. We're trying to. Uh, we're going to visit the protected remnants that are staying uh, slightly closer to the city. How does somebody from the Pandominion get here like that what are you doing with the protected remnants uh i was originally um a member of uh i was gonna i was a translator for the pandominion uh contingent that was coming down to establish trade routes with isotalos before everything went south and it's just kind of been uh one step at a time ever since then leading me all the way to here that sounds fascinating i've done a lot of traveling in my time i've never never went to the Pandominion. Oh, yeah? Where, where, where are you from originally? I'm uh, from Shy Serene. You have no idea where that is. Alaris. Never heard um, of it. And I've read a lot of books. Oh, it's a beautiful town. <laughs> We're just cool in Shy Serene at the Spire of Light, so I know some magic. Um, beautiful place, If you've since you've never been. East of here, like six days. Homes and shops are trees and wood, carefully cultivated to shape the buildings. Warm nights in Shy Serene are lit with currents of fireflies who lazily just float through the trees whose density is large enough to illuminate the trails it, it really is incredible and i'll go back someday but right now i'm loving life here in letras 
don't intend it's on leaving. Sound, it sounds amazing. I would definitely yeah. I definitely need to make a trip out there at some point. It's gorgeous. Well, um, it was a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, Maylin. Um, hope to talk to you again sometime soon. I guess I'll see you tomorrow at the fields. Hey, do you, do you want to get breakfast tomorrow tomorrow morning? Like you and me, like a date. Sure, I'm. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, we can we can do that. <laughs> Y'all, Alaris is awkward as hell, and I love it. <laughs> um. So, like, f- full disclosure, I am polyamorous, and I do have two other boyfriends. Um, but if it makes you feel better, you're welcome to m- meet either of them before we meet up. But I'm. I'm sure they'll say yes. They're both kind to each other, even if they don't really, like, hang out. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm open to that sort of thing. That's not too far out of my wheelhouse of things that I've experienced before. So. I reiterate, Alaris is awkward as hell. <laughs> but thank you for informing me, and I would love to get breakfast with you tomorrow. How about, how about the Summer Hook? It's a cute place that opens up early. Sounds great. I look forward to it. And uh, she smiles and hands you a beer that you didn't ask for or pay for. Um, I say thank you and I guess make my way back to the table with everyone else. <laughs> so just because you can put nuts in cookies doesn't mean <laughs> that cookie dough has any place like kicking it in a nut bowl. Like... You, you just, it's not how that works. Like, they need to stay separated. What about just a crumbled up cookie, though? No, cookie no, no, no. Because, look, people are reaching, are reaching into a bowl of different textures prepared for salty, and if they're suddenly hit by something really sweet, it's really just not going to go over well. Like, salty and sweet go well together unless you're prepared for mixed nuts. I agree with you completely. I absolutely agree with you. Grimton's mad. See? <laughs> See? Wait, so explain how you, the four of you ended up together. Uh, it's a long story. Uh, well, we... Isatalos happened. Yeah, well, right, so Isatalos happened, and then what? I can only speak for myself, not for Elara so much, but I saw an opportunity to help other people who are being displaced, whether it be by the burn or by the zealots that had taken over... Uh, half of these Italian population and decided to help them. It seemed like a more worthwhile and immediately helpful cause than trying to find another trade route. Agreed. From then, it was uh, just one adventure after the next, going north mm. and then back south and trying to and wind them back up here. Grimton, do they, uh, do they know about the capes? No. About the what? The capes? Nothing. Never mind. Nah, you started. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that. Nope. Uh, nope. Uh, nope. Is, is, it a, uh, is it a cape that you wear? Or like a we... cape, like well, a place? Well, I mean, it, there is a... Hold on. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about it. <laughs> we can discuss it further in your tent. Maybe not in the tavern. We could discuss it further in the tent. You're right. Interesting. Shall we? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm, I, I Everybody am stands up. Curious. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. We uh we also go retrieve our friends from line. 
uh, as yeah. they've spent this entire time in yeah. the queue. Uh, but I never, I, I never got it. I never got my drink. It happens. I never. Can, can I wait for the drink? How long have you been in line? How long have we been recording? <laughs> Roughly two and a half hours. About two and a half hours. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna you break didn't it, make to it to you. the front. Y'all have been doing lines wrong. <laughs> Hey friends, it's Joe. Uh, it's episode number 039 of Advantage. This arc is winding down and we are in its final act. And as I planned the finale, I couldn't be more excited trying to figure out how to tie up all these loose ends and give everybody uh, meaning-filled endings is proving to be a very fun exercise in writing. Helping tell this incredible story are our Patreon members. Those funds go a long way in helping us better the show and make it a feasible project. Last week, Daniel Tan, one of our Patreons from Singapore, ran a game with a handful of our other supporters, which has been recorded and I hope to publish on this feed eventually. The Patreon group me is full of good things and it comes with perks. If you're feeling generous, if you love the show, if you want us to do a better job out of it, better job at it, excuse me, it would be a great deal of help if you could contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage dnd or find a link at our website. Uh, on the Switch series front, Jazz from The Misadventurers is making progress editing the dungeon she ran with Sarah from our show and Sully and Kayla from How Friends Roll. Uh, that episode will go up on the HFR feed after their season four airs. I have huge news on that. Sully and the cast have completed the arc and editing has begun, which means it won't be too long before you'll uh, be finding them in your feeds once again. It was tremendous fun to record a few episodes with them as an NPC and the story has turned out to be incredible. Sully has shared with me the tealer, sorry, has shared with me the trailer for this season and I know how proud he is of this arc. Follow them for more updates at How Friends Roll. Um, likewise, our handle for everything under the sun is at AdvantageDND. Um, while you're f talking to us on the social medias, and because we're entering the finale of Arc 1, we'll be doing uh, a mailbag episode at its conclusion, so um, you've still got plenty of time, but start thinking about questions you'd like to ask the cast about the world or the characters. We'd love to hear them. You can send those to our Facebook, Twitter, or our email advantage dnd at gmail.com um if you donate if you can donate at patreon.com slash advantage dnd and pretty please leave us a review on apple podcasts uh, let's get back to the show thank you and now we're all at the or mains tent cool tent yeah can you describe nice. the tent this is there's not really any privacy here and considering that it's like i don't know nine o'clock people are starting to wind down and returning back to their own tents which isn't super helpful because nobody has walls there might be like uh clan tapestries hung up stuff like that but like nobody has any solid wall to give them privacy i'm not entirely sure how this is any more private but we can talk quiet yeah. Alaris, can't you do some kind of 
a spell or something that like yeah i was looking to see if i had like a cone of silence silence yeah it's cone of silence yeah (laughs) i don't have one (laughs) can't you like magic all over this or something and make it do (laughs) gross magic all magic all over it the only thing i could do (laughs) is make a a really loud ringing noise but it i don't want to hurt people (laughs) at least here you know your neighbors might hear us but it's better than a whole room full of people potentially hearing us that's fair Really, we're all, we're all family here. We're all kind of under the same uh, situation with, with Grace Hunter, even though we might not be all be red capes. Grimton, you know these people better than we do. Can you give them a rundown with what you think would be appropriate to share? No dwarf that finds themselves here would be surprised to learn of the red capes if they don't already know. But uh, there was a group of us quite sizable at times, that opposed Grace under, and we call ourselves the Red Capes. At this point, uh, each of the Ormains reach behind them uh, and, like, dip their hand underneath their collar and pull out a short cape. Like, it maybe goes down to the bottom of the ribs, like, at max, down to the bottom of the ribs, and you can tell that it's not, like, a cloak or any sort of thing like that. It's just, like, a, a fashion, a symbol more than a useful tool. And everyone knew that we were opposed to this new regime of Greysunder. Now, our story, he uh, points to the Ormain brothers. We started out raiding caravans that were going toward a Malvo keep filled with uh, equipment needed for the creation of the Warforged. It was a very routine raid. We stopped one and we came across what we recognized as uniforms for Greysunder's forces in Malvo keep. It was the first time we'd ever encountered this sort of shipment. And five of us, uh, Herrick, Briston, myself, Echo, who is Briston and Herrick's uh, younger brother, Artolan Blacktip, and Norrin Durkin, we volunteered ourselves for a mission to try to infiltrate Malvo Keep and ideally permanently halt, or at least halt the Warforge production for as long as we could. As it turned out, it was a trap. Greysunder had somehow anticipated that we would raid that caravan, find the uniforms, and try to infiltrate Maldo Keep. Echo stayed behind and caused a distraction for the rest of us to flee. A great fire. Yes. We've not heard of Echo since, and I'm just now running back into Herrick and Briston here. So Echo's been captured, from what I assume. Durkin took off for Hauram, Grimton for Temple. Blacktip decided to go with the two of us, but she couldn't get out of her bloody head that Echo sold us out to Greysunder. Maybora then cast her into the furnace. I wanted with all my heart to throw her over the goddamn ridge. Briston, the younger brother, continues the story. Haddock and Blacktip settled to duel for Echo's honor. She lost, but went on her own way. Haven't seen or heard from her since, and good riddance. No one ever questions the honor of the clan Ormain. Blood was drawn, she was disarmed, and on her ass, disgraced. So, now we're here. And now you're here. If you're so far away, and you're with other dwarves who've left, why do you need to keep this part a secret? Greysunder's hand stretches further than I care to imagine, so I don't want anything like this known. Alright. Grace under eyes everywhere. 
Grinton's right. He's got his own secret service that I would don't I don't even know how to describe. It's terrifying. That is. So that's the situation. But now Grimton's back, which means that we can put a stop to it. Grimton's back. Do you reckon we should try to recruit Norrin back? I suppose. Again, Norrin's over in Howarum, so I don't know if it's possible to get over here or over there. If she like a feasible thing, I don't know where she is. That's a bridge kind of to cross to... in six days' times, anyway. Right. I can feel for the plight that you guys are facing, but I think that there are more pressing matters at hand and we can address getting the gang back together and doing something about that after we've survived the ordeals of the near future. You're right. I do agree with You're saying that we should finish arc one before we go into arc two. (laughs) You look over and uh, in the Ormain tapestry, you see the name Mata. (laughs) That's a really nice tapestry. That's really well made. Where'd you guys get it? That was made by us. Oh, oh, I see. You guys are all legacies? Aye, indeed we are. Only recently in the past, like, couple centuries. Hmm. Oh. Cool. Interesting. My, my mother's a, a, legacy, a member of the legacies. Aye. <laughs> Where are we camping for the night? Uh, I assumed we would head over to the protected remnant and find our how friends. Far, but how far away is that? Is it not better to bed down here for the night? It's not that far. Uh, this is Phil talking. Like, I know I know where it is. I've is. I've been here already. Uh, but like it's maybe half a mile. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, like a ten-minute walk to the protected remnants. Yeah, there's. What have we been doing? Talking about cookies all day. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to get a beer. I mean, that line was just so slow. All real, very slow uh, moving. Van and Renner like, yeah, beer. <laughs> if by all day you mean a couple hours, Alaris, jeez. It just seemed like that conversation drug on for far too long. I mean, you were part of it. You could have stopped it. I had valuable input. I wanted to get my point across. <laughs> How about a cold cookie? What kind of idiot does that? Magically for... Okay, anyway, should we go to the protected... <laughs> the protected remnants camp instead, since it's pretty cramped here. I agree. Uh, I mean, I, I think wherever we're going, it's mostly to try to find somewhere to sleep at That's this what I'm point. Saying. I just feel like we, we could potentially run into a lot of people on our way into... The protected remnants side of town. Are you worried about running into your friend again? No, no, that's not what <laughs> Did I'm we saying. see you? Did you get a date? She was looking at y'all sweet and stuff. Uh, I mean, I might, I might be eating breakfast tomorrow morning. Hey, I love dates. look They're at so you. Tasty. Does that mean you have a place to stay tonight then? <laughs> I don't hey, know. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know about all that. Your hospitality has been greatly appreciated, though. As has your candor, I, I say to our, our host. And with that. In comparison to the dwarf camp, the protected remnants refugee camp is terrible. Lean to shelters of thatched pine boughs, cover bed rolls and blankets spread on the ground. Occasionally you see canvas flies uh, set up mostly in communal areas where people are gathered. Three in ten East Italians were killed in Everflame's wrath less than a month ago. Of the survivors, 45% left to follow Elder Cyanidel to the Rocket Visions, inspired into zealous rage and blaming the disaster on fall from Wood Elf customs and tradition. The other 55% followed Elder Cara Fallhide to Letras, the City of Healing. And now, those 4,000 refugees live in squalor. 
as you walk through the camp led by Phil and Rin. The protected remnants look at you. You see that they still bear the horizontal line of ash that they received before leaving Isotalos. You hear people take a breath in shock, their mouths bending upward to smiles. And now people are laughing, standing at their feet. They begin applauding, and more people realize why. Shouts of joy ring out through the crowd as they begin gathering around you on all sides and eventually like block your progress farther into the camp. People are crying at the sight of your return, and everyone is trying to get a better look at you, trying to reach out and touch you to prove that you are not merely an illusion. You have returned as heroes. Ulrich, you're being greeted by friends and other warden scouts that you're familiar with who are under other commands. Morlinde, between handshakes and hugs, you feel a familiar touch and you turn around to see your father with tears in his eyes clutching your robes he pulls you in for a for a hug and you see your mother behind him as she holds both of you the crowd sees and understands this connection and respectfully uh begins making a clearing around you um everybody give me perception checks Nat 20. 19. Nice. Very good. 13. 13. Wow, that was a strange spread. Morlinde and Auric especially, as as you're you're looking around, taking attendance of everybody and seeing all these familiar faces, you also look for the party that you entered with, and you realize that Neavan isn't here. You don't see her. All four of you see Elder Fallhide, the halfling woman and Elder Yesrik, the elven man, enter the circle, both of their faces showing happiness at your return, but concern for the future. Uh, the crowd goes silent, waiting for them to speak. Everybody give me insight rolls. 18. It's gonna be six. 15. Uh, nine. Alaris and Grimton, you read that they are feigning some sort of emotion in their faces, like they're not as quite caught up with the with the joy of your return as everybody else's and you as you introspect even farther your immediate realization now is that the two have not told the protected remnants about the imminent battle for letris elder fallhide speaks addressing all in attendance we have been blessed by the primal spirits for the protection and guidance of presiding druid like class and, and warden orman who have been delivered back to us, and, and I know that each and every one of us wishes to thank them and hear their stories. But now's not the time. Uh, there are important matters that both of them, Squadron 9 and Mr. Steadyhand and Mr. Geldream, must discuss before any of that. Don't be afraid. They feel the gladness in your hearts and will carry that with them as they return to Elder Yesrik and my tent. Uh, thank you. Ia. And she and Yesrik turned swiftly and began marching away. And that's where we'll stop the recording.
Alright, so I need you, the four of you, to do something and not just banter about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> and I get I a thousand hugs. Ten thousand lightning bugs. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> hey, Sarah, are you awake? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, Sarah? Wait, are you kidding? Hey, Sarah? <laughs> call her. Joe, call her. Hey, Siri, call Sarah. Which one? <laughs> Calling Sarah Zimmerman. No, uh, Joe, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not too much farther from her. I'm exhausted. Yeah, she seems tired. That's fine. We'll finish up this episode. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, can you make it through an episode? I think it'll be like 20 more minutes, maybe. Yeah, like tops. Are we still in the bar? Yes. <laughs> you missed Alaris getting yeah. a date. You missed Alaris. <laughs> you missed, missed Alaris getting a date. You missed Alaris being gifted a date because it was definitely <laughs> not his like suave moves that made it happen so not not the fruit <laughs> no <laughs> like an outing with an individual fun yeah yeah and a more riveting cookie nut talk yeah ah <laughs> uh, yes the cookie nut talk